You know, I've learned since I've been married to love a clean kitchen. Who loves a clean kitchen? All right, some of us, okay? I mean, when we go to bed, if there's still like stuff on the counter, there's still dirty dishes, it's just not as nice. But when we, when everything's clean, when everything's put away, there's just a peace to that. There's just some, some joy that we kind of feel. Like, okay, the day is complete, we can go to bed. This week, this week I noticed that we, uh, there was one time that I was like, oh, everything's put away nicely, I have peace. It's nice. I mean, it happened several times, but then it wasn't a genuine, it wasn't genuine because later I found there was some stuff that were put away in different places. There was some stuff that was actually even dirty and put away. And I was like, what is going on here? I'm not going to say what happened with that. But sometimes it, does, it seems like it's, everything is nice, but it's not genuinely what you thought it was going to be. And we, we are going to be looking in the book of Romans today about what it means to have genuine love. And... This part about genuine love is something that, that is so important for Christians. And Paul has been talking in the first part of Romans 12, he's been talking about how we are to be living sacrifices. So be holy and pleasing. Our spiritual act of worship is the way that we live. Not just what we believe, but how we live it out. And he also talked about how he encourages us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. By the, by the renewing of our mind, be transformed. And, and this was the, how Romans 12 starts. And then we looked at last week how we are to have humility even in when we're using our gifts. We're to, not to look to ourselves, but to look to the interest of others. Uh, it's not about us. That's something that's hard to remember. It's not about me. Uh, and we looked at how healthy teams, we have, they, they work together. And God gives these healthy teams, He gives this church, this body of believers, He gives us gifts so that we can build up the church. So we're going to continue today in Romans 12. So I encourage you to open your Bibles to Romans 12. And we're going to be in verse, starting in verse 9 today. So in Romans 12, one of the letters in the New Testament, uh, this is actually like a, uh, if you want to read, if you want to know a lot about what we believe about salvation, what we believe about uh, just the whole works of well, Christianity. Paul kind of wrote, wrote this as like a, a thesis of, of the whole, trying to understand everything. And so it's really good to, to read through Romans. Uh, and, and it says in, in Romans 12, verse 9, it says, let love be genuine. Now I just want to pause right there. I know it's only a few words, but let love be genuine. This is, this was, because there's no verb in the Greek, uh, this is more of a title. This is more of a, a way of saying um, love needs to be genuine. And if we want love to be genuine, this is what it's going to look like. And so there's this whole, all these things after this is what genuine love looks like. And so he says, let love be genuine. And then he says, abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. And there's a lot in the, just this short verse here. And we're just going to look at this verse right now. Uh, what does it mean to be genuine? What does it mean to be true? 
what does it mean, uh, you know, to, to actually know what something is really? You know, in the, in the New Living Translation, it says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. It's, 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 sometimes we can pretend. Sometimes we can kind of put on a, a, a facade. We, yeah, we, of, of kind of what it looks like, but what, it's not really what is happening. Paul wants us as Christians to be genuine. Let our love be genuine. Let our love be showing to others that it's real and not fake. Kind of like this uh, clip-on tie. Not a real tie. I know some people use these. But it's not a real tie. It's not genuine because it clips on. Right? And so... Clip-on ties are not genuine. Just like Jesus wants us to be genuine, not to be clipped on like a tie, He wants us to be the real thing. He wants us to have our love be the real thing. So this word love that He talks about, uh, He uses, there's lots of different ways of saying love in the biblical language of of Hebrew and then of Greek. And this word agape, can we say agape? Agape. Agape, okay, good. It means a divine love. It's the love like, the way that God loves is agape. It's really how God prefers. He, he chooses to love us. And so agape, he, he's saying our love is to be like God-given. It's to be genuine. And if it's like that, then when we hear, when we see, when we know about evil, we're going to abhor it. We're going to like shudder. The thought of evil is like, ah. Oh. Like when you think about something that's really evil, or you hear about it on the news, or maybe you've seen it in your life, something that's really evil, what is our response to that? Our response, if we have genuine love, is to abhor it. It's to detest it. It's to like, almost like, it's almost like a gag reflex. That we're like, oh, it's, it's terrible. Like We don't want to think about that. Because our love is from God, and our love is to be genuine. And when we, and what is against God is evil. And so, this idea of something that's going against what God wants, not just, not just like we're, we're missing the mark, like sin, but what is against what God wants is evil. And that makes us, that should make us, be like really upset. It should make us really like, oh, right? When you, I was eating pancakes this morning and there was a blueberry that I didn't know was bad. But when I ate it, I mean, I ate all the other ones and or actually I stopped after that. <laughs> but I ate the first several blueberries in the, with the pancakes and they were good. But when I bit into that blueberry, I was like, oh, that was terrible. That's how we're supposed to react to evil. Oh, that's terrible. Now, what's hard sometimes about evil is that, you know, we, we know in the Bible that we are to, as Christians, we are to love the sinner and hate the sin. The problem is that we have a hard time sometimes differentiating because people and sin often go really closely together. And so Jesus is really good at this. He can love the sinner. We saw how he would go into people's houses. He would go have meals with them. And, pe- and these people 
were sinning. But Jesus, he could, differ, he could love people. And, and he wants us to love people. He wants us to love with his love. And that's kind of what this is all about. Uh, if we're abhorring to what is evil, we're saying, there's no way. There's no way that we want to have anything to do with evil. But we are to love people. We are to love people. And that's not always easy to do, especially when the person is committing evil acts. It says here, after abhor what is evil, right away he says, then hold fast to what is good. Hold fast. Cling to. Let, let it be, this, this idea is this, like it's glue. What, it sticks, we want to stick to what is good. And what is good? This word good, I did a lot of study in this one verse. But this word good means intently good or intrinsically good. It's this good that is from God. So we are to hold fast. We are to cling to. We are to stick to what God wants. What God made. What is good in God's eyes. And so... A genuine love sticks to what is good. It holds fast to what is good. So you can write in your blank, it sticks to what is good there, Elizabeth, the yellow one. Okay? Genuine love sticks to what is good. It holds fast, it cleaves to, it, it finds what is good, it, it determines good and evil, and it sticks to the good. I'm wondering, do we sometimes not realize the difference between good and evil or we kind of start tolerating the evil and like, well, there's so much bad things that are happening in this world. There's so many bad things. It doesn't sound that bad anymore. It's not that big a deal. It doesn't shock us. It's not what God wants. He wants us to abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Cling to Him. You know, when you have a post-it note that doesn't stick to anything, Throw it away, because it's no good. I mean, it can be like a bookmark, I guess. But it doesn't work. It's meant to stick to something. That's why you have a post-it note. It, it, you want to stick it to something. You want to attach it to something that you need to remember or remind yourself or whatever it is we use a post-it note for. But when it's no good, it's worthless. So let's embrace and let's live what is good. Let's hold fast to what is good. Let's not get so tolerant to what's evil and, and sin. We can ask ourselves, what am I, what am I tolerating? And maybe, I'm, maybe I am trying to stick to what's good, but what am I tolerating that I should be detesting, that should have no place in the life of a believer of Jesus? Genuine love detests evil and sticks to what is good. So let's be sticky Christians. Sticky, sticking to what is good, what is from God. In verse 10, he goes on about this love. He says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in the spirit and serve the Lord. So here in these verses 10 and 11, Paul is talking about these, you know, if, if our love is genuine, it's, we're going to stick to what is good. That's God-given. We're going to stick to the good. We're going to be loving each other 
so much that we're going to play this game of like, who can love each other more? Like, we're trying to win this game. We're trying to win not because we want to be like right and better and good, but because we want to outdo one another in showing kindness, showing genuine love, being, building up the brothers and sisters, building up the church, serving the Lord, being fervent in that, in how we live. Do we have a passion for building up each other? Do we have a passion for wanting, sticking to what's good and, and outdoing one another in what's good? Helping each other instead of, instead of being, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to do that. Oh, that sounds not that great. Or can we say the opposite and say, wow, I have an opportunity to bless. I have an opportunity to serve. Wow, they need help in, uh, as greeters. Or they need help in children's church. Can, can I do it? You know, let's, let's be outdoing one another in the way we serve, in the way we show love to each other, in the way we're building up the church. So genuine love serves the Lord. It serves the Lord because when we serve people, especially in the body of Christ, we are serving actually the Lord. So let's be fervent and let's be serving the Lord. And how do we do that? How do we serve each other? We're outdoing each other in love. We're outdoing each other in kindness. We're blessing people. We're looking to wait for ways that we can show that our love is genuine, that we want to be a blessing to others and, and serving the Lord. Jesus was a, the greatest example of servant, as being a servant. He actually told his followers, whoever wants to be great, whoever wants to be great among you must strive to be the greatest. No. He said, must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave. Even the Son of Man, he says, even I, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to give, or to, to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus' example is that he has all right to be served. We sometimes think that too. We have the right to, to be served. But that's not what being greatness in the kingdom of God looks like. Jesus said, if you want to be great, then serve. So let's outdo one another in the way we bless each other, in the way we serve. And, let, and that serves the Lord. Jesus said in, in John 13, he said, A new command I give to you, love one another. Now that doesn't sound very new. Love one another. He's, he continues and says, As I have loved you, so you must love one another. So not just in your own way of loving, the way that I love you, love like that. And he says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples. You are my followers. People are going to know that you Trust Jesus because the way you serve one another. By the way you, your love is genuine. By the way you obey the Lord. So do we want to be real? Do we want to be genuine in the way that we serve? In the way we bless? In the way we love? Or sometimes maybe it's fake. And guess what? Jesus knows the difference really. There's no hiding it from Jesus. Now, there's, I have a couple pictures here of things that, that look real. There's four apples. And one of them is cake. Here's some tennis shoes. 
One of them is cake. Is it real or is it cake? They can, they can make things look really real that aren't real. They can make it look real. And we try to make things look real. We try to make it, ourselves look good and, oh yeah, I'll do this or I'll help you with this. I'll serve. But are we following through? Do we really care? Do we really want to outdo one another in love? Do we want to be showing genuine love that serves the Lord? Are we faithful in the way that we serve? Because genuine love shows that we serve the Lord. It shows that we, we want to do what God wants us to do. We want to be like Jesus. We want people to see Jesus in us. And Paul continues here in verse 12, and he says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. By the way, those things, those things make a Christian stand out for a non-Christian very easily. If, you, if we are rejoicing in our hope, our hope that Jesus Christ is going to return in glory, our hope that this world is not just what we see and then it's over, our hope is in Jesus Christ. And that means no, no matter our circumstance, our hope is in Jesus. And that hope doesn't shatter. That hope doesn't change no matter what happens in our life. Even when we are in tribulation and we're in suffering, when things are going bad in our life, we are patient. We are trusting. We are believing that what God is and what God says is better. And we put our hope and trust in Him. And in this part here, it says, be constant in prayer. That means not just a little bit of praying sometimes when things are bad, but praying all the time. That we are praying, but we are seeking the Lord. That we are wanting to have genuine love in the way, in the way that we stick to what's good. The way we abhor evil. The way that we serve the Lord and bless each other. That we are constant in prayer because Jesus wants us to be more and more like Him. And He knows if we just try to do it on our own, we're not going to be very good examples for His followers. He give, gave us His Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, to show us what is life and how to live. And He gives us His Spirit. And so let's be constant in prayer. Verse 13 says, contribute to the needs of the saints, and to seek to show hospitality. So genuine love shares with others. Genuine love is going to share because it says here we're, we're helping each other. We're contributing to each other. We're seeking the good. We're seeking to bless. It says we're seeking to show hospitality, to, to bring people into our homes or, or bring people to a taco night to serve and bless. We can bring people to a Bible study this week or, or to a church picnic next week. We can show hospitality. We can show people genuine love shares for others. It shares with others. We share that love. If it's genuine, it's going to share. We're going to be sharing. We're going to be wanting to help. We're not just trying to hold on to what God has for us. We want to share it with others. 
We want to be a witness. We want to show people Jesus. Not just that we go to church sometimes or we, go, you know, we read our Bible sometimes, but we want to know Jesus and we want to absorb Jesus, be led by His Spirit, see the life of Jesus, and not just know about it, but to live it. And the way we live it, then share, we share it with others. We show people this, this hope, this trust, that we are praying, that we want what's best for others. You know, in 1 John, he gives us this, this example in, in ch- chapter 3 of serving and living it out. And he said, and this is how we know what love is. So he gives us this example. How do we know what love is? How do we know what genuine love is? He answers the question by saying, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now, wait a minute. Did we sign up to die? Trick question. We did. We did sign up to die because we are to die to ourselves, and we're to live for Jesus. And so if that means that we lay down our life to show other people the life of Jesus, then that's what we're called to do. We are to lay down our life. And then, and then in verse 17 of John 3, 1 John 3, he says, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, now think about that for a minute. You have material possessions, you have enough of what you need, and you see another brother or sister, there's someone that is in the body of Christ, and you see that they don't have enough. Okay? Not just that they want some nicer things, but they don't have enough things. John says it so clearly. He says, how can the love of God be in that person? If you don't have pity, if you don't want to help, if you don't care about your brothers or sisters in Christ, when you have stuff to share and they need it, how can the love of God be in that person? And so he concludes this little part by saying, children, dear children, do not just love with words or speech. We like to love with our words. We like to show kindness in the way we speak. Those are good things. But don't let it just stop there. He says, but with actions and in truth. The way we live is going to show people genuine love of Jesus. You know, so when life is difficult, what are we clinging to? Are we clinging to the good? When life is not what we want it to be, are we constant in prayer? Are we serving the Lord no matter what? Are we showing people where life comes from? Where we get our life? And I'm not just talking about that we are alive, but that we live for Jesus, that we have abundant life. Our life is in Christ. So many times in the New Testament, in Christ. We are in Jesus. Are we loving others out of just like, I'm just going to try to do my best. I'm going to have good intentions to love, and so I'm just going to kind of show people that I love because the world does that. There's a lot of really kind people that don't love Jesus. There's a lot of really loving people, serving people that have nothing to do with Jesus. So how are we different than those people? Our love is genuine. 
or it should be genuine, it's because it's from Jesus. It's not fake. So how do we fill up our tank? How do we get full on Jesus' love? When your gas tank is running low, you go fill it up. If you don't fill it up, sometime soon, sooner than later, you're going to run out of gas. And so if you don't fill up your tank, or at least put something in your tank, you're going to run out. So our genuine love, are we getting genuine love from Jesus? Are we filling up our tank with Jesus? Are we going to the Word of God? Are we, are we studying this? Are we, are we hungering after Jesus through His Word? Or are we just looking at His Word like it just tells us a few good things and bad th- to avoid some bad things? Is this a rule book or is this life? So let's go to His Word. Let's be about what He wants. And the way we can do that is be filled up by His love is to be spending time with Jesus. It's a re- he's, he invites us into a relationship. He wants us to spend time with Him. He wants us to know Him. He wants us to know His heart. Because He knows that genuine love flows out of a heart that's filled with Jesus' love. And that's our main idea today, that if we have genuine love, it's because we have, we have a heart that's flowing out. What's filled up in our heart is genuine love. And where do we get genuine love? We don't get genuine love from anywhere else other than from Jesus. And so if you want to have genuine love, if you want to really love people, if you really want to stick to what is good and serve the Lord and share that genuine love with others, we have to start by reading His Word, by working on our relationship with Jesus, by wanting to know Him, to be filled up, not just sometimes, but on a regular basis. This fall, we're going to be challenging all of us to be reading through the whole New Testament. And it's a challenge I'm really excited about. And it's something that, it's not just so we can say, hey, look, I read the whole New Testament this fall. Like, I'm really good. I can do it. I know you can do it. And I know you can, it's, it's not hard. It's about, but it's not about reading. It's about absorbing. It's about a relationship with Jesus. Because genuine love flows out of a heart that's filled with Jesus' love. And so don't you want to fill your heart with Jesus' love? And when our love is genuine, it looks a lot like Jesus. So let's think about, are the people around me, do they see a genuine love coming from me? Do we, do we see genuine love flowing from me? Is my heart filled of genuine love? Because the people around you probably know you the, the best. And they're the ones that can tell you. And so I want to encourage you to ask the people around you, the people that know you the best, is my life showing genuine, true love, the love of Jesus, or is my life not? And if your life is not, guess what? It's not game over. It's, we run to Jesus and just confess. We say, Jesus, I want you. I want what you have. Fill me up. Whether you've trusted in Jesus 
never before, or you want to trust, with him, trust Him now. We want to be filled by Him. We, we receive His salvation. We need to recognize that our, that our sin separates us from God. And that we can only be made right with Jesus by confessing our sin and asking Him to save us. Asking Him to be the Lord of our life. Asking Him to be our life giver. And then on a, on a regular basis, not because we have to, but because we want to, we dive into God's Word. We pray. We seek what He wants. And what He wants is for us to have genuine love that shows other people Him. And let's pray. Jesus, we thank You that You offer us life. We thank You that You offer only what You can give. We pray that we would all seek to have a genuine love. A love that's filled, having a heart that's filled with You. And that, God, that we would just absorb Your love. But we would not just keep it all to ourselves, that we would, we would share Your love and we would show others Your love that people would see the good deeds in our life and they wouldn't just think, wow, that guy's good, but they would see the good deeds in our life and they would point to Jesus and they would be glorifying God in heaven. So Jesus, we pray that we would be filling our lives, filling our hearts with you. God, that you would transform us from the inside out. That we would live the way that you designed us to live. That we would cling to what is good what is from you, and that we would abhor the evil in this world, but we would seek to bless and show kindness, not just out of our wanting to, but out of the way that you want us to, with your genuine love. And so Jesus, we pray that we be a people that trust you, abide in you, cling to you, and that others would see this, and they would come to you and know you too. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with us.